head. Dude. Like, Dude, y'all, y'all burp I was I was sitting next to Troy in the car today and driving around and he burped. He, he just drank a soda and he burped and it smelled like pepperoni. So like he opened up a bag. Have you guys ever had pepperoni soda? And then I was like I was like, Troy, do you have heartburn? He's like, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cold Bow Podcast. (laughs) This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros, uh, minus Reese, again. Yeah, it's weird how it works out like that. Yep, 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 yep. Rest in peace. Keeps on happening in pairs. I don't get it. Did someone buy him another meal? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. This keeps happening. Um... So we have Chris, Troy, and Scott here hey. with me. Hey, yo. Good Hello. Um, so uh, what have we been up to? Uh, who wants to go first? I got I got things. You got oh. things? I got things, yeah. Hit it. Um, so it's holiday season. Mm. It's holiday season. <laughs> and uh, stuff goes on sale during the holidays. So I, I got on my Switch, and I just kind of looked at stuff that was on sale. And there's a game that I've had my eyes on for a while called The Messenger. Have you guys heard of this? Nope. So, Is that why you couldn't buy Nier Automata? <laughs> it's because you bought The Messenger? This game, at the time when I bought it, was $2.50. Oh, okay. And another game I bought was $0.15. Cents. Here, that sale was nuts. Um, anyway, The Messenger. Uh, it's an old-school NES-style game. It looks like Ninja Gaiden, but from the NES. So you're a ninja, you got your sword, you can throw shurikens. And I was like, sure you can. And you throw your shurikens. Um, but we, and, and we all know what shurikens are. Do you? No. It's a ninja star. It's a ninja star. Mm. Um, Very cool. But yeah, it's an old school NES style. It's got the NES like chiptune sounds to it. But the really, really good music in it. Is this the one you showed me at your house? I may have showed you. I don't know. Go I'll ahead. I'll, I'll know. Um, but the the writing in it is what puts it over the top. That it's hilarious and it's self aware and it's super meta. So there's a shopkeeper that you talk to the shopkeeper and he sells you stuff and you can choose to chat with him and he'll give you information about this room or whatever. And he's like, oh yeah, last person I saw go through here was John Guyton. And he's like, who's John Guyton? He's like, it's a joke that only makes sense to some of you. And he like kind of looks at the <laughs> looks at the screen. <laughs> and so you talk to him, and you're like, well, is, is this the boss stage? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, the next boss coming up. Those guys are super crazy. You may want to like try ducking. And then if you die, he's like, dude, I told you to duck. <laughs> so it's like knows every single thing that you did. Um, but on one of the stages, you talk to him. You're like, so the, the next screen is the boss stage, right? And he's like, what? No, this place is super relaxing. Why would you think that? And the ninja goes, well, I just healed up completely. The room is in the middle of the stage. It just saves. And um, the stationary, there's no more scrolling on the screen. And he's like, dude, there's no boss. Don't worry about it. And so you go into the next room and the door falls. No boss. <laughs> so you walk into the next screen. It's even bigger room and flames 
flames all light up and then there's no boss <laughs> and then you walk and you leave he's like I told you so it's a game that's very aware of itself yeah. dude that's hilarious and it's it's super fun it can get a little repetitive and like some of the like it has it does this thing that I hate where if you kill a guy and you leave the screen but then like come back the bot, all the enemies are there again like they respawn oh. so that really annoys me but it does this really cool hook where they send you to the future and then all of a sudden it's like super Nintendo graphics and he's got like this, oh. he's got this cool like Raiden hat, and he's this like leveled up ninja, and the the music even sounds better. And you can phase from the past to the future, and so it's like beautiful uh, graphics on it. Hmm. When you go to the future and you go back, and you go to the shopkeeper once he sends you to the future, and he's like, "That is a cool hat." And you're like, <laughs> "Oh, thanks." And then you leave and you go shopping again the next time, and he's got the hat on, and the ninja's all a uh, cool hat. And he's like, yeah, I see you copied me. And he's like, you're joking me. You said cool hat last time I saw you. And he's like, you can say whatever you want to inflate your own ego. But you and I both know who is the master of time. And I had this damn hat first. <laughs> so it's, it's a really fun game. I'm, I'm actually having a lot of fun with it. I want to check um, it out. That sounds like a lot it's of fun. It's hard as hell. It's so difficult. There, there's been a few times where I was playing it. I was sitting in a chair and I died. And I just started squirming and like moving around. Everyone's like, you're playing a game? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm Are you playing on the Switch? I think it's only on the Switch. Uh, it, might, it was on Steam first. I think it's coming to the... It came to the Switch. Uh, it's doing pretty good numbers. And Yeah, Scott looked it up. It's got a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Does it really? Yeah. That's cool. 8 out of 10 on IGN. And Yeah, it's, it's definitely not a perfect yeah. game. I've got, I've got some gripes with it, but I've had a blast with it so far. I think I've... I've already put like 10 or 12 hours into it and I'm like I'm just got halfway hmm. so it's it's great so we're talking about video games yeah um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about one too um, well so it's funny because uh, we've been uh, Chris and I have been doing a special called uh, Coblo Arcade the last episode we talked for like 35 minutes about Red Dead Redemption and so I'm just gonna spend a quick minute on this but holy hell, I love that game. <laughs> oh, guys, it is so good. Like, seriously, there hasn't been very many video games where I have legitimately cared about the character of the game. But Arthur Morgan is so good. Like, last night I was playing till about 4 a.m. <laughs> and I nearly started crying. It is so good. And uh, But I don't want to talk it up too much because, uh, you know, hey. Uh, what? Yeah. No, I don't want to talk it up too much because it's the, the whole thing where you talk it up too much and then people are underwhelmed by it because I talked it up too much. Like but me. It is very, very good. So um, don't listen to Chris's gripes about it. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> that game is excellent in almost every aspect. That game is the the presentation is excellent. The graphics are excellent. The story is amazing. The story is excellent. Playing <laughs> it is not fun at all. Dude, so playing it's a, the, awesome. The actual execution of the gameplay. That's what. Yeah, there's a. We talked about this for a half hour, dude. There are some mechanics that are tough, but the gameplay is great. And you're wrong. I skipped past that part. What part? Where you guys talked about it. Oh, we didn't give away any spoilers. I know. Oh, I know. you just skip past it. I just skip past it. Oh, because I knew I'd just sit there and be fuming about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but even even no, we talked about we talked a little bit about it when we went to IHOP the other night. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
you brought up something that you didn't like, and I really, really, really want to talk to you about it, but I can't because you can, you need to catch up to it. So, yeah. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. Oh, so good. Anyway. I, I've said this before. I think that game is a masterpiece, but it does nothing for me. Like, I, I really feel like some parts of that game are broken that people just accept and they need to be fixed. Uh, sure. The wanted sure. system is so bogus. The cover system is so bogus. The way the horses move is this. Some, some mechanics are yeah. need to be fixed. I and, all agree with that. To me, but the game it was is, enough to ruin oh, the experience for me. Yeah. I if uh, it wasn't for me and I'm glad it wasn't because I, I mean, there are times where I would be riding my horse and it runs into a damn tree and I just <laughs> throw my controller <laughs> on, on the and it pisses me off, but the game is so good. Anyway, I don't want to spend any more time on it. Let's, let's move on. So I watched a movie called Bohemian Rhapsody Ooh. and that movie Reese didn't like it. And I have no idea why he didn't like it and he kind of tried to explain why he didn't like it and I wanted to say and I'm supposed to be the pretentious film <laughs> because but but that movie for a biopic which is what it is it's a biopic about this man and it did so the actor the actor that they got to play Rami Malek mm. that guy is amazing as Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And did you know that originally they they cast uh Borat? Borat? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that, that, that guy could transform casting. into anything though. Like but, he probably would have been done a great he, job. He, he wanted to focus on like the riotous living and like the parties stuff. That, of course mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. But anyway. So then they had it was kind of it, a, it was the band it was his band members like that are still living that Actually said no. I, get him out of here. I might. Sasha uh, Baron Cohen. It's uh, Helena Bonham it? Carter, isn't it? Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Really? Wow. Oh no, Helena Bonham Carter <laughs> is Tim Burton. Tim Burton's wife. I forgot about so, that. So Rami, Rami Malek. Isla Fisher, really? Yeah. Yeah, Rami Malek, man. He, that he guy. Played, he played Freddie in, Mercury. He played Freddie Mercury. He's he was in Mr. Robot. Also excellent Robot. in Mr. Robot. He is excellent in Mr. Robot. He's excellent until dawn. I wouldn't know that, did but I do know see, that for some reason. <laughs> did you ever see, if you've ever seen um, Band of Brothers, they did a, another one for the Pacific Theater of War yeah. called The Pacific. He's in that one as well. Okay. He did a very good job in that. Uh, it just turns out he's a good actor. Yeah, he's an excellent uh, actor. But he did such a good job. The one thing that he isn't, that Freddie Mercury is... Is tall. <laughs> oh, Freddie Mercury is tall. He's broad-shouldered. Yeah. It, like when you look at pictures of him, he's a big dude. And Remy Malik is light and slender and not big uh, at all. Svelte, if you will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, but, but as it, far as like facial features and stuff, he, oh he's my gosh, close. The te- they put the teeth on him. He his. I didn't realize uh, how much of a overweight oh, Freddie Mercury goodness. is. It is crazy. Have you seen this movie? No. Oh, okay. I learned things about Freddie Mercury that I never knew. Like he's Persian. Mm-hmm. Uh, his parents yeah. are his parents are from Iran. They went to, so uh, far away. They they were in Iran. Then they went to. India and then came to UK. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was they, a pretty, from what I understand, he was a pretty popular singer over there too. And then he came to America and 
So he, London, he, the UK, yeah, London, or whatever. so he was in the UK, and he so that's he, where they started, and he he met the band Smile, and that's where um, uh, Brian May, the guitarist and the drummer, were they were in that band. Anyway, anyway, it shows it shows from that moment when they he came on with Smile to it kind of ends with uh, the the. Concert for Africa in '85, I think, and it's their reunion. Basically, it's when they reunited, uh, Queen reunited, and he. They show they they basically refilm reshot the entire set. Wow, it's twenty. I've heard it's that like, scene is insane. It's like twenty twenty five minutes scene of just that that concert. That I watched some YouTube videos about it, and like apparently there, there was a bunch of other huge bands there, but like because of his performance in that, they just stole the entire show. Oh yeah, it was everyone. It was everyone, and they talked about it. Like there's this scene in the movie where they're like, "Okay, we have to be there," and they said, "Do you have to be there?" And they said, "Everyone." Is going to be we and they went through the list of bands and I can't remember the list of bands that were there, but it was everyone. They had to be and they went and they should and they and his performance there. And at that point in his career, he's losing his voice. He's got AIDS. He's got all these problems, and he's losing his voice. But he performed. Oh man! You know what I think is interesting too is Brian Singer directed that movie. And nobody knows that because he didn't <laughs> really? advertise himself. I didn't know that. Yeah, because he's got all these uh, allegations against him right now. And it's almost dangerous to say Brian Singer made this movie. Right. But he did. And that's probably why it's a good movie. Is a pro, a veteran pro made this movie. Well, that direction was great. Mm-hmm. The direction was great. The acting was great. But not just the acting of Remy Malik, Because all the people who played the, the bandmates... The guy who played Brian May was fantastic. Yeah. He was so good. Uh, the guy who played the drummer was excellent. Same with the bassist. And then I learned things like all the high pitch things in, in Bohemian Rhapsody in the song, that all those high pitch stuff, as high as it goes, that's all the drummer. Oh, really? Yeah. The drummer really? had oh. It, I thought it was Freddie Mercury because I knew I know you know Freddie Mercury can could yeah, you know he can no it's the yeah really it's it's the drummer and that is one of the what's one of the funny scenes in it is them trying to get him to go higher and higher and higher <laughs> and he's I don't know how high I can go and anyway it was um, the acting was great by all parties involved the direction was great the story was great um, I don't know where. The issue is with that movie. I know that there's a bunch of people, a bunch of people don't like it because Freddie Mercury was extremely private person and it doesn't go into his private life as much as they wanted it to. Um, but yeah, that's where some of the stuff was. Anyway, that also got me to, to, to start listening to um, some of the Queen's deeper cuts. And when you listen to Queen and Queen 2, their first two albums, um, they were very much more influenced by Led Zeppelin in those in uh-huh. those albums. And if you listen to those albums, they do. They sound just like a Led Zeppelin album. Really? Not just like a Led Zeppelin album, but they have a lot of like the fantasy stuff in there. There's 
The Seven Seas of Rye, which is one of their best songs. It's in all their greatest hits albums. Seven Rye is the uh, fictional kingdom that their fantasy songs take place in. Oh, really? And so it's the Seven Seas of Rye. And like, there's a bunch of, there's like, in one of their, I think it's Queen 2, there's a song called Ogre Battle. And it's about an, a battle between ogres and stuff like Like, it's just super interesting stuff where you can really see the Led Zeppelin influence in their music. Um, and then they kind of progress. And then you get the Night at the Opera where they really come into their their queenness. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's super. It's it, So I've been going on these deep dives into, into queen music. Stuff that I had never really listened to before. Uh, yeah, because everyone knows their hits. Everyone yeah. knows their hits. It's it's impossible to not know their hits. Um, but getting into those 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 first albums and even into the deep deep hits in their in their other albums, it's it's pretty cool. So that's that that's a really long winded uh, what I've been doing. I've been really really wanting to watch that movie, and uh, I just haven't been able to because I need to get somebody to watch my kids and all that, and and go see it with my wife, and it's just. Matter of time, but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to see it. I'm yeah, excited for someone to go see it because I want to talk to someone about it. <laughs> my parents, were other than Reese, other than Reese, because Reese didn't like <laughs> my, it. For my mom reason. is the biggest Queen fan in the world. I was raised on Queen. Yeah, and she didn't like stuff. it. Oh, she loved it. Oh, she loved, she it. loved okay. it. And the other thing that I thought was really good about it is it does get in. He's he's homosexual. He's gay, and that there's, and but they they didn't get graphic with it they didn't shy away from it yeah he kissed about half a dozen dudes in the movie but they didn't and and this is what i appreciate about a lot of different movies um it's something that in venom they they did a, a good job of like showing a sex scene without having to show the sex yeah right right, yeah. right. um they did that. They did that really well with this movie, where they made it PG thirteen without shying away from the fact that he's gay and yeah. he's sleeping with men. Yeah. Obviously, um, but they did it in a way where it's kind of family friendly. I wouldn't necessarily say that a child should go see the movie, but it's PG thirteen, like definitely 13 PG thirteen. Yeah, fair so enough. So I thought that was kind of cool too. Cool. What have you been up to, Scott? Oh, nothing. Okay. I'm just on. kidding. <laughs> no, I've been uh, playing a lot of video games, heading back in that direction. Um, Nerd. I, uh, I'm several hours into Witcher 3, which came out like a year ago. It came year out in 2015. Three years ago. Yeah. Bird in here? Oh, my God. I know. Jake, Jake's been, and Chris have been... That is, well, that I got is, on my PlayStation. I saw Scott was playing The Witcher, and I was going to message you right then. I know you would. But I was like, uh, I think uh, I would look like I'm obsessed with Scott, which I am. <laughs> which I am. How can you not be? But that game is by far my favorite video game of all time. It's really, really Dude, it's, so it's, it's There is so much that's go, that goes into crafting and all that stuff, and I'm just scratching the surface of it, and it, mm-hmm. it's... It takes like every game. Obviously, there's a learning curve, but this one's taking me a long time so, to. to but you're twelve hours in, so that's like you're twelve hours in. I'm two hundred and fifty hours. <laughs> Holy <into> cow! <laughs> I don't want. I, so I don't know if you guys know this. I'm about three or four hours into it. 
Really? The Witcher? Yeah. When yeah. did you start doing that? Oh, a little while ago. It was free on the Xbox One. It was? Yeah. Oh, wow. Witcher 3 was free, and oh, I got it. And gosh. That game. And, uh, or it was heavily discounted or something. I paid like a dollar for it or something. But it's really, really, really good. I just got I just got playing other games. That's all. Or doing other things. You but I want to jump back into it. Uh, that I've, game. I've rage quit a couple times. <laughs> oh, I rage quit. But here's a couple the thing about that times. game is that if you was it hunting a monster or was it like a mission? Was it? It was the, the basically the first boss. I, I hadn't leveled up and I didn't prepare. Yeah. And there's just like super long dungeon before you get to it. So it's like I know exactly it, de- it, de- it depletes all of you. like I had no food, I had no potions, anything, and so it's like I can't beat this guy. Just put it on easy. I'm already well. I guess I could go e- easier. I'm yeah, on. Just go, that's what I did because I I did the same thing on that part. Is that that part? I, I just went to a previous to save point. Yeah, and now and it, it kind of, the story forks and you can choose which direction to go, and then mm-hmm. you have to come back and do the other one. So I'm going and doing the barons mm-hmm. uh, thing. So I just so good. Dude. So I just like buried the the botchling. Oh, oh dude. dude, that part is like heavy. It's heavy. It's Holy heavy. Cow. Did you uh? Did you did you purify it? Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a heart, dude. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, detect that thing. Because <laughs> there's a there's a way not to do it, but you don't really know that game. It, it gives you options, but it doesn't select A or B. Like, do you pick Triss or Yana? You you have to play the game in order, like. You yeah. can't just sleep with both of them and expect you to just have a choice or something at the end. Like you're gonna piss off one of them yeah. if you're flirting with both of them. Yeah, the, and and like and in this in this particular one, it was like a timed one where it's like you have like three five seconds or three seconds to choose. Yeah. So it's like okay, yeah. I'm not gonna kill. It. I can't kill it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that, that's super heavy, and it's all the lore that they use is all stuff they've actually researched. Dude, it's and like awesome. a they do. A re- I, like, I'm actually really enjoying like reading through the bestiary yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Is it's cool. Yeah. They do a really good job as well of taking um, foul people and humanizing them and yeah. making them. Oh, dude, because the, the, the guy, Baron, like, the Baron, that guy, he's a he terrible, is a guy. terrible, foul human being. But by the end, when you go through that botchling one, yeah. you realize like, holy crap, they made a human out of this guy, and I'm caring about a game. I know. About he, well, you watch the guy; he has to bury his child tw- a second time. Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It, seriously, the game is. I feel like that's what it picks up too. Is the masterful and stuff? Yeah, it's so mm-hmm. good. And like, there's a huge open world. I think it's like double the size of Skyrim, from what I remember. Because there's multiple maps and they're all open world. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a part where you get to the city. And to me, the city is like the most interesting place to be. It's just this massive city that you could never memorize. The Velen? I don't remember, dude. It's Novigrad. So, Novigrad. Novigrad. Um, but you just you spend like half the game in there. I did anyway. You don't have to. But I spent like half the dude, game. Dude, I, I love just like roaming through the woods, like mm-hmm. getting chased by... Wolves or ghouls, and then just like outrunning on the horse. I thought and it was then... cool the, the first time I ran into the swamp because I don't I don't want to spoil anything. You have to go to a swamp for a really cool reason, but it was night and it's a bog, but the swamp had like the gaslight. So I was like, I wonder where the swamp is, and I'm panning. I'm like, there it is. It's all it's the light above it. So that's it's crazy. Like, yeah, it's like uh, yeah. There's been several the times where I had to stop and take a screenshot of like the. <laughs> Did you call your wife over to show her? <laughs> no, I, I thought about it. It's a, it's a bit of a running joke. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about the running joke. Look. Yeah. And oh, that, yeah. like that is that like the top of this this mountain. I was like, oh, this would be good at, at sunrise. So I was like, I'll uh, I'll what is it? Meditate, meditate till sun, sun, right yeah. before sunrise. <laughs> um, but seriously, you got 
The maps are so good. The Skellige maps are fantastic. The some Nova of the Grad, some of the gameplay, like the Oxenford. fighting mechanics, I'm not the biggest fan of. It, but but it's because I'm coming from near Automata, where it's a lot more fast paced and mm-hmm. like and like sweeping like eight enemies at once type of thing. Yeah. So but so coming you, into this, it's like you really have to time, fight one one enemy at a time. The very the, first time I kill a guy though, with like a maneuver, and I cut him. In half, but like from his shoulder yeah, to his head. Yeah. Like, oh. And it goes slow mo. I wouldn't even know that was gross. <laughs> um, there's nothing quite like the first time you kill a griffin or mm-hmm. a fiend or something like that. And you can, like. But you did the research. But you did the research. You Like, you kill a fiend and you can cut off its head and put the fiend head on your horse. Yeah. And it's this big monster with Yeah, I've been carrying that griffin head for, for. And it's a, like, oh, that's so cool. Then it gets gross, more gross and more gross as gr- go. But, like, just like what Chris said, you, that game, if you don't study up. On the if you don't go into the beach area and study up, and so you're like, okay, I'm gonna fight this. Yeah, you have to put this so oil. You say, on your okay, sword. I've got to get this sword. I've got to get this oil. I've got to get uh, prepare these potions and this. And that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is like there's so much to all of that, and then the crafting of like bombs and all this stuff. Yeah, it's and like, if you don't, oh my goodness, there's just so much. There are some there are some monsters that if you don't do that stuff. Because some of them you can just go in and wing it and kill them. Mm-hmm. But there's some of them that if you don't do that stuff, you will die. Mm-hmm. You will not kill them. Well, the problem is, is like beast. the first time I, I faced a wraith, like I, you don't know, you don't have it in your beast here until you defeat it. It's like I keep, I, I like get the, um, it won't die. It just will not your, die. Your, Google your, was my best friend in that game. You got to use the Yurden thing where yeah. you trap it inside the thing so you can hit it. Yeah. Dude, I've been playing. I've actually gone back and have started playing the uh, DLC for it. Yeah, the, 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 I, I got the complete edition, so I will play the DLC. So I've been playing the DLC. I'm only level five. So. And there's this level where you've got to go through this haunted house, and there's a there's a there's a uh, wraith in the haunted house. I turned the light on on this part. Yeah, I did so too. <laughs> I did too. And, but like, sh- that was the hardest. I, I don't know if I've ever had a harder battle with something. It took me probably 45 minutes of straight just fighting with her to, to kill. But it's so... But what this game does is really... It's really good at all those things I said. But like the, the feeling of accomplishment after you beat it. Like it, you feel Because of all like the prep. Because you, you... Like, like for a boss battle and stuff, you have to prep. Yeah, you have to get like certain items together to go fight this particular mm-hmm. monster. Yeah, dude. What I like the most about it though is like it's huge open world. There's no glitches. The horse doesn't run into any trees. <laughs> like, the character is actually really good, and the combat's really fun. So that's what I like the most about it. But it uh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> it's a huge open world, but yes, the yes, stories. Shut up. The, <laughs> Yes. The stories are very small, and they're very intimate. But they all feel important. Oh, dude! They're the, intimate one thing story I, with this huge world, very small intimate yeah, stories. It's, it's true. One thing that I wanted to bring up before we move on is like the the um, voice acting is awesome. Oh yeah. Um, it uh, he sounds like uh, he, what he sounds like. What's his name? The Geralt? comedian. Yeah, Geralt sounds like. Ah, oh, what in uh, Silicon Valley? Oh, Dane Cook. No. Um, think what is his Dave name? Chappelle. 
I'm looking it up. Um, but uh, the voice acting is really good. Um, and but the thing I wanted to bring up is the the kids, the kids' voices. I just like want to give them a hug. I don't know why. <laughs> just like their, their accent and stuff. Oh wait, who's the- T.J. Miller? He sounds like T.J. Miller. He to me. does kind of sound a little. Go, go back and, and listen to it. It's like T.J. Miller's big brother or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's this there's this, the 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 monsters that are the little kids that are like ancient old, but they're the little mm-hmm. kids. They have the, like you said, the most adorable little voice. I know that they're, they're little, like, like the one that's like you go and try and talk to him, it whistles, you're like fail, yeah. failed whistling, yeah. fiddlesticks. It's like, yeah. Oh so I was, I, I played this game before I read any of the books, and I've gone back and read some of the short stories, and that was the, um, I guess the 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 concept of the game is to have this character traveling around this huge world, but he has along the way a hundred short stories. That's why each side quest feels so important. Yeah, so yeah, I've done, I've done like some pretty fun side quests. Like, go eradicate this like abandoned village from from a, uh, a noon wraith or whatever I think oh, it yeah, is. Yeah. That like where she got killed in the well or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like these all these little like, things. If they ever make a Witcher movie, I kind of just want like one of the short stories to be the movie. Yeah. Because the overall story is a sweeping and epic. But the best stuff happened because he's 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 not necessarily immortal, but he's really really old. So mm-hmm. he has a lot of these short stories. He's he's like Wolverine basically. He just lived so long and he has so many stories. So he's just such an interesting character with so many cool. That that, that is true, and I've I've started to get a taste and, and started realizing that it's like everything. It, it is a very the stories are intimate. They're not mm-hmm. they're not like. Did yeah. you? Uh, Stop playing Zelda to do this too. Yeah, I haven't played Zelda in a while. I, sp- I stopped playing Zelda to play near Tomada. <laughs> and then, uh, dude, you sound like me. You have like a hundred games that are not finished. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Z- Zelda's yeah. one that it's like I don't mind. I- I've already, I've I stopped once. This is my second time taking a break on Zelda. Yeah, um, I'll come back to it. Yeah, Ollie's actually playing through Zelda right now. I'm, I'm helping him do it, and I'm like kind of getting the itch to play it again, <laughs> to start over completely and play it again. But you can add it to the list. Exactly. All right. So that was long winded. No. Well, I went forever, and then we went forever on. It was. It's good. It was good. It's good. good stuff. Very video game heavy yeah. so far. All right. Yeah, so, Merry Christmas to everyone. Hey, uh, it is Christmas time, and so I figured we would do our uh, Christmas special where we talk about our favorite Christmas movies, and so I kind of want to go. Uh, in two parts and kind of talk about our favorite Christmas comedies and our favorite Christmas uh, dramas. (laughs) Non-comedies. The dramas. But I was actually talking to my family about this, about how I'm going to be doing, we're going to talk about Christmas comedies and Christmas dramas. And then I thought, well, then you got to start taking into consideration like children's movies. And and Christmas action movies. (laughs) Well, there, there's a couple of those, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, but then, Jingle like, all the way. Oh, I, thought you meant, I thought you just meant Die Hard. <laughs> and then you got, that, that, that was the joke. And then oh, okay. I would be uh, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, 
go with what my mom said was it's not something that we're going to talk about much, but there's Christmas chick flicks that are oh, a massive genre. 100%. And, dude, oh, dude, and then the, like Hallmark Channel. The Christmas. Hallmark Channel Christmas movies. Anything Melissa Joan Hart is in. <laughs> Netflix has a ton of them. Oh, my. Did and you hear about like, that one woman that watched A Christmas Prince like... Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I heard about that. Yeah, and they're like, "Are you okay?" (laughs) Netflix, like, "Are you all right?" (laughs) Um, So I'll I'll just say from right now, uh, the best Christmas rom com is uh, Love Actually. Ew. Okay, let's move on. We'll move on, and we'll go on to the next. So I I have Love Actually on my list, and I I want to talk about. I like it. It's it's Love Actually. Yeah, it's It's great. great. It's a great film. And they're making a second one. That movie. Huh? They're making a second one. Are they making a yeah. second one? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Love it's, actually uh, isn't. No, it's re- love for real. Love for real. <laughs> um, but, but so we have our. Uh, so wh- wh- which would you guys rather talk about first, the comedies or the dramas? Let's start with the drama first. The let's drama. Start with the well, let's do the non comedies. So the rom com or the dramas or the actions or whatever, because. I, I, I don't have a lot of drama on my list, but I have a few action Christmas movies that, you know, so maybe maybe just a suggestion. I don't want to hijack, but a sure. suggestion of non-comedy and then comedy. Sure. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, just, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess. Damn it, Troy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so a, a rom-com that we watched when I was little a lot that uh, my, is one of my mom's all-time favorite movies. And as a result, I enjoy watching still to this day. Sure. And you guys are going to give me a lot of <laughs> for this. As, uh, Probably not. While you were sleeping. Yeah, yeah while you're sleeping. Is that yeah. a Christmas Great. movie? It is. Well, yeah, it I goes s- through a couple. That's like. With, uh, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peter Gallagher. Yeah. Eyebrows. eyebrows. <laughs> but specifically, it, it's Sandra Bullock and, uh, and Sandy. What's the Bill guy? The guy that looks like my dad. <laughs> Is it Bill Pullman? Yes, Bill Pullman. Yeah. <laughs> Look up a picture of Bill Pullman. He looks, he looks just, just like just him. like my dad. Anyway, <laughs> while you were <laughs> while you were sleeping is uh, it's a fun movie and, and it it's, is that's I, funny. I, I like that movie too. And, I grew up watching it as well. Okay, yeah. So that was one I wanted to mention. Kind of a little bit of a shout out in a way to my mom, but it's it's a it's a Mendenhall family favorite. Yeah. So thanks, Mama Mendy. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So. With your Christmas dramas, you have a lot of classics. You have things like uh, Miracle on 34th Street. A, Chris, a Christmas like movie. Is it? Shut no, up. I'm just kidding. A Christmas we, Carol. You have a Christmas all Carol. You, all the Christmas Carols, but the best one is the... Um, Muppet? Not, well, Muppet Christmas <laughs> Carol is great, but the George C. Scott one is the is the best one. Um, Scrooged. Scrooge. Scrooge is definitely no, a no. comedy. It's, a, it's a, a Christmas Carol. It's a Christmas Carol, but it's definitely a comedy. Uh, you have It's a Wonderful Life, which, um, spoiler alert, is my f- number one of all time. Me too. That's that's a Gifford thing. It's okay. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. It's wonderful. It's a great movie. Um so you have all those movies. I would put the Polar Express in there. See, that was gonna be. Go ahead. I want to hear you be talk my, about it. Uh, because this is my kid's favorite movie, and I was a little bit older when it came out, and I was like, "Yeah, that was a good movie," but it's not very funny at all. And it's definitely not a comedy. No, it's not a comedy, but it, the kids love it, and it's weird that it's, it manages it manages to hold their attention for so long, but it's because it completely 
engages their imagination. Like it captivates kids' imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, that movie is amazing to watch around Christmas time. Like it almost makes our kids cry because they're yeah. like, because like Santa. And I saw an interview with Tom Hanks, and I don't mean to get uh, to go down this path, but this is what Tom Hanks said in the movie: is that in this movie, Santa Claus is God. He's mm-hmm. essentially God, and you can choose to believe in him or not. But if you do, this is the kind of feeling that you get. This is how special it is when you finally like meet him. And uh, the train conductor is Jesus Christ, and he's taking you there. Right. And he's there with you, and the, the bum is the Holy Ghost or whatever, the Holy Trinity. Sure. Um, but that, that's how Tom Hanks kind of envisioned it when he was helping make the movie. But when you watch that with that in mind, it kind of changes it a lot. Like it makes that movie super special to watch around Christmas. Um, it's a great movie. Hmm. Yeah, great I, I had movie. no idea. But so just, I, I haven't seen it. Just so. like when Santa Claus first comes out and he's like, I can't see him. I can't see him. And then the, the, the bell falls and he can't hear it. And he, he's holding it and he jingles it. And then uh, he, he can finally hear the bells because he believes and then Santa standing right in front of him, like, oh, I got goosebumps like every time. Dude. Oh, yeah. Because he looks up and he gives it back to him, and Santa standing right in front of him. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool moment in that movie. <laughs> Special. Oh, yeah. The, and, and, I mean, and it comes from a book. Yeah. It comes from a children's bedtime storybook mm-hmm. that my parents read to me when I was a child. Oh, yeah. I love Polar Express. It was book. a great, yeah. yeah, excellent book. Super awesome. And then they made it into a movie. And I, it, the exact same way, Chris, when it first came out, I was more amazed by the the, the graphics that they were using yeah. at the time. I was like, oh. Yeah, it's 2004. It's crazy it what it looks like. Isn't, um, isn't it a Steven Spielberg film? Is Spielberg do it? I'm not sure. I can't remember. Um, but it looks amazing. And then, but then once you start, once you grow up and you get a little more life experience, yeah. suddenly it becomes Robert Zemeckis. much more Zemeckis. Sorry. Just as good. Zemeckis is great. Zemeckis is great. Um, but like you get a little more life experience and suddenly it, and all Christmas movies, I think once you get a little more life experience and those of you who are married and have children probably have a, a different, a, 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 the, the, the Christmas movies or whatever take a different, uh, a different meaning even deeper still. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that, uh, that was fantastic. I, I love it's, it, it's become more and more of a favorite of mine as I, uh, get older and so another uh, another drama that is, is kind of weird to put it in this category and put it with these other ones is uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas um, okay. because it's not really a comedy right I mean no is it, I guess it's a kids movie but it, it, it I also adults. never know when to watch that movie yeah. <laughs> Halloween <laughs> or Christmas <laughs> the whole time in between I mean it's obviously about Christmas um, centered around Christmas but it's yeah, it, it, it's one of those that's like I didn't actually watch it until I was an adult, um, but I really like it. Yeah. Um, but I, I know it, it's one of those. It's a kind of a cult classic type of thing. Yeah, but now though, like it took like ten years to become that way. Yeah, it's it, so weird. Yeah, I remember it seeing is. it in the theater when it first came out, and yeah. was like, uh, "This is dumb." But the music in it is so but, good. Yeah, it is. It's a good. It's got really good music. Um, if you're into Tim Burton. Well, Funny actually, enough, he didn't direct. Yeah, it. he didn't direct it. It was his style. I think he produced. He was a producer. He produced for it. it. He, yeah. but he, didn't uh, he put it. his name on it, like yeah. the way that like Tim Burton's. Yeah, so you'd he, think he directed because the guy it, that made it makes like Coraline, and all yeah. those creep, like James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. So Tim Burton wasn't even on set 
but he saw it and he was like, yeah, I'll vouch for this. And he put his name on it. Seriously? Yeah. Well, it, it, I guarantee it made it sell. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Before. Well, and, and talking about uh, Tim Burton movies that you probably don't think about as being a, a Christmas movie is uh, Batman Returns. Batman Returns. <laughs> yeah. Penguin, man. <laughs> and and I was going through a list of Christmas movies and I saw that and I was like, Batman Returns? No way. Oh, yeah. You know, like Christmas you have the, the, the all the clowns and every, all the all the bad guys that come out of the sewers and stuff yeah. at, during the Christmas. Like, anyway, and you, all that. What's the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time? Technically. Uh, the Grinch Who Stole Christmas? Iron Man 3. Um, <laughs> it's on there it's on the list because right. it, it, a Shane Black movie and Shane, all of Shane Black's movies happen during Christmas and so Iron Man 3 happens during Christmas so interesting little fun fact there you go <laughs> definitely not on my list of favorite Christmas movies Mm-mm. no no Too unfortunately bad. but uh, no yeah uh, and then going down that same path you got Die Hard yeah um, and Gremlins Lethal and Gremlins <laughs> Lethal Weapon uh, Die Hard actually played in the theaters uh, locally recently sorry uh, I, hate, I hate to do this but I'm just pulling it back to that Bill Pullman joke oh it does it looks just like Tim yeah anyway um, <laughs> so uh, Die Hard just played recently in the local theaters here and it was I didn't realize how much Christmas imagery is in that movie and how much Christmas music is in that movie. <laughs> Throughout the entire movie, like the 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 score of the movie is all Christmas based. You've got just Christmas imagery throughout the whole thing. It was so when people say it's not a Christmas movie, Shake your finger at them. Shake your finger at them and say, listen to the music, Uh, uh, uh. look at the images, and also just know it's about family coming together (laughs) and friendship and love. It's Christmas movies. Killing terrorists. Well, yeah, that too. That's well. No, I I love Die Hard. It's it's great. I'm not not knocking on it. I think it's an um, excellent movie to watch around Christmas time. But... The classics. You got the classics. You got Christmas Carol, which is a which the, iteration? Well, all, all of them. Just the just the 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 that the, story. The line. story the of the best Christmas one Carol. is the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, or Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to hijack. I just what are you talking? About? <laughs> the fuck one. The best iteration of Christmas Carol. It's Mr. Magoo or the Muppets. <laughs> what, <laughs> Mr. You, you Magoo? Mr. Magoo, what are you talking about? There's a Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh, that's the stupidest thing. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> the George C. Steve Hart. I mean, how many how many uh, iterations of the Christmas Carol have there been? Like, you have the Muppet, Muppets. You have the Dude, the, the Disney be, one, the I Mickey Mouse one. Think of all of them. Um, I didn't like the yeah. Disney one. The the, the not not the Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey one. I'm talking about the there's that one, but I was talking about more the the Mickey Mouse one. The oh, the one. Mickey Mouse. one. Yeah, that one's great, and that one's only like 30 um, minutes long or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's great. No, the um, the George C. Scott one that happened in the in the 80s. Um, that one's my personal favorite, um, just because George C. Scott is such a he's such a like crotchety old man. In that one, he's so good at that at being. I think uh, my favorite iteration is Matthew McConaughey's Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. <laughs> good word. <laughs> but you can't talk about iterations of A Christmas Carol without talking about Scrooged. I mean, we're oh, yeah. kind of getting into the comedies territory. Scrooge here. It's a good segue, actually. Yeah. 
Uh, well, I mean, I still wanted to talk about like uh, the, no, seriously, the uh, it's a wonderful life. Oh yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's a wonderful life is the one that uh, I have watched that that movie. Well, this year it'll be thirty two times. Yeah. So thirty for me. We've we've watched that. That's something that my, my family has watched every Christmas Eve before we go to bed. To the chagrin of us as children every Christmas Eve, but that, that, uh, it's a wonderful life. Um, are we interrupting you? No, no, no. He, he, he was looking up, uh, all the different Christmas Carol movies. There are a ton. There's, there's at least 50. There are a ton oh, yeah. of different yeah, iterations. A, anyway, but, but talking about iterations of different movies. One. So, so, um, it's a wonderful life is obviously a classic and it's a great movie. Like and everything are, have there been any other like recently iterated, like recently no. created? No, not, not of, not of it's a wonderful life. It's Jimmy Stewart and that's it. Do you think, do you think that with the way Hollywood is going with remaking classics and all that stuff, do you think they'll, that's actually that? an interesting question. They if, probably if they will. Would. Eventually, I mean, I don't. Some I don't see how they can't. They, they, it, I mean, they've remade. The, the problem yeah. is, is it's such a classic, and they've tried to colorize it before, and we watched the colorized one, and yeah. it was awful. Was that because we saw it in the theater? Was that colorized? No, it was definitely black and white. Well, the thing about that movie as well is that, like, you're gonna you're gonna lose some of the magic, regardless. I mean, you can't you can't remake a classic and have it keep the same magic. Not right. always, at least. Sure. But the other thing is that, like, what do they do? Do they make it a time period piece from when the first one took place, or do they make it a modern version if they remake it at all? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where I don't do you know go how that would work? But I'm kind of intrigued by the idea. Yeah. Not that I think it would be better, but just like, just what the they idea. Do with it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's good though. It's it's by far my favorite Christmas movie. Um, it's and super it's, long and it's torture for a ten year old on Christmas Eve. Oh <laughs> you have to goodness. watch that whole movie. Oh my god! Before you have to, before you can it's, go to bed. It's because it takes forever. It's almost a whole movie, and then they're like, "Okay, and now you get to go down to the to Earth and and meet him." And it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, he hasn't it's, even died yet. It's not even <laughs> Christmas time until like. An hour and a half into the yeah, movie. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. How long is that movie? Uh, I'm not sure how long it is. It's, I think it's like three hours long, though. The crazy part is, is that it was a throwaway movie. It was a movie that they just made. They didn't expect it to do very well. And as a matter of fact, I don't think it did very well when it came out. Um, it wasn't until later that it became uh, more of a of a classic yeah, yeah, because it, 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 it was in that in that period in Hollywood where they just pumped out movies. Yeah, it, it uh, runtime at two hours and fifteen minutes. Two hours That's and it. fifteen minutes. I know, right? Long. It, it just, just feels, feels like long. it's four hours. Well, for long. <laughs> yeah, for, I mean, especially for that time period, movies weren't that long. Like, yeah. it's true. It's only recently that movies have become like, oh, two hours isn't is like a normal. normal was movie. was it's a wonderful life? Was it's a wonderful life? Was it a, an instant classic like an instant no, favorite? No. So it's one of those movies that just kind of over time it built it, yeah. it built it was a slow it, it, build. We've talked about this uh before. I think Jake mentioned it, but like that's why I brought it up. But my my grandparents actually dislike the movie cuz they think it's too cheesy. Yeah. Um it said it's super cheesy and like uh this movie I mean it came out in 46 was um, it 46? Yeah. 1946. 1946. I thought it was later. Because there's that, so much in that movie that's about World War II. Yeah, so it makes and, sense. And uh, it makes sense. That it was, I, I thought it was 50s. but Yeah, I thought I thought it was it, like a period piece. Jimmy Stewart's really young for it to be in the 50s, so that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's a good one, though. 
It's a classic. It, it's sappy, but it's it's awesome. Oh yeah, it's so it's great. It's a feel that, good movie. That, speaking of like make you want to cry, that scene at the end when they're all singing, uh, the they're all singing, and he Eustace is counting up all the money yeah. and doing all, like that's a that's a really good one. That's yeah. uh, that's pretty fantastic. Um, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street was the other one that that was. Uh, yep. They've remade that one, and it was it was the remake was okay, but the old one's always better. Um, I don't think I've I, well, I think I've seen that, but I was like way young. I don't even remember it. If you hang out at mom and dad's house enough during the holidays, you'll see it. You'll also see the the musicals like White Christmas and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. I I personally love White Christmas. I know it's not one that's going to be super popular at this table, but. Uh, yeah, Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye dancing at the uh, about Christmas. I think it's fantastic. But uh, now we'll go into uh, something that Chris can talk about now. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, Christmas horror. I wanted to bring up there's oh, Black Christmas. Krampus. There's Christmas sleigh. Um, I was just kidding about this, but Krampus is actually Krampus is great. It's silly. I, I would say it's a comedy. Um, but it's it's one of the more recent ones that have come out that I'm like, yeah, I can watch this every Christmas because it's uh, I don't know, it's just it's a good movie. It's got Adam Adam Scott in it that you know the the actor I'm talking about. Yeah, he's in uh, Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that guy's in it, but it's just silly and like the. Some, I really want to watch it. Some of the special effects, like the the way that they build the monsters, is awesome. Like it's all practical effects. So it's just it's it's cool. It's it's so dumb though. It's just so speaking of uh, of Christmas horror, like Christmas horror movies. There's a yeah. movie that was on Netflix. It still might be. It's terrible, but in a way, it's also kind of funny. It's called A Christmas Horror Story, and it's actually got uh, William Shatner in it. <laughs> and and he's he only he, he doesn't have a, a huge. Uh, a huge part in it, but he, you know, he, he's he's in it, and it's so dumb, but it's but it's pretty funny. It's, it's, got, it's got Krampus and like like uh, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 elves like contract some sort of like zombie virus, and Santa Claus has to murder all of the elves. It's I mean, there's some <laughs> funny like aspects to it. It's not very well done. What's it called? Uh, a Christmas horror story, and uh, on the nose title. Yeah, and I mean, like the uh, the I don't want to give away too much of it, but there's a part. Yeah, yeah, where, you might spoil it for us when I watch it. <laughs> there's a part where Santa Claus and Krampus like fight, <laughs> like to the death. It's it's great. What prompted you to watch this? <laughs> I was just I don't know. Like I was, it was it kept showing up on my Netflix like a Netflix gem. Dare to click play, <laughs> basically. Dare to click and play. Uh, and well, so what happened was I I it was one of those dare to click click plays, and I watched the very first part of it, and there was actually a part you in the beginning. Dare to click <laughs> play. <Good Lord. laughs> I thought we were beyond this. <laughs> Reese isn't here, yeah, man. Dude, that's a like Reese joke. That's just what I heard, dude. <laughs> Reese is. <laughs> Did you just say that? <laughs> That was a good Reese laugh impression. <laughs> anyway, so uh, the very, very first part scenes of that of that movie, there's actually a pretty creepy, uh, pretty creepy scene. So I like it was late at night, and I turned it off, and then like later, I was like, okay, I'll rewatch it, and I rewatched it. But seriously, it's a dumb movie. I don't know why we're spending this much time. <laughs> on it. You just yeah. keep talking. I'm sorry. Somebody interrupt me. Okay, so 
We'll go into Christmas comedies, which is more this table speed here. Mm-hmm. Um, so shall we start with the Grinch, dude? Just I just watched it. The new one? No, no. The new one is not good. It's not good. Well, I've heard it. Jim Carrey's the Grinch. That's the only the old, one. Yeah, he's the instant. Only I mean, obviously the classic. old, the old animated yeah, one, like the is twenty minute one, right? Sure, but, but Jim Carrey's Jim is Carrey's, an instant classic. Oh, that one hundred percent, so good. He was absolutely born for that role. Oh, 100%. But, like he was able to overact and over sell his goofy. Like it was like perfect. Have you ever noticed when he gets to dress up? And as a green character, he just goes all out. <laughs> the mask. The mask. <laughs> or the Riddler. <laughs> the Riddler. Dude, there's it, so many good one-liners in that the, show. It's a one-liner machine. Mm-hmm. All these Christmas comedies are one-liner machines. But but his ability to deliver... Dude, the whole echoing in the cave. You're oh. an idiot. You're, I'm an idiot. Well, and then the delivery of the classic song was was the way the movie did it was great because it was still it still kept that classic the you're a mean one yeah yeah and it exactly. still kept that same the same feel to it but then it still added some humor to it that was it was good too it was great mm-hmm. um, dude and my my biggest problem with this new one with Benny Tickles number of them was that uh, and the Jim Carrey one he was just such a menace and people mean, feared him. And then in the new one, like he just goes shopping, and people are like, "Hi!" Like that, no one knew who he was, hmm. so they huh. just downplayed his like scariness, his how everyone. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Jim you, Carrey one, like they're terrified. Yeah, of him. but well, when you he was read just, the like, book, read the Grinch book, yeah. they were afraid of him. They yeah. didn't like him. They did, he was an outcast. You watch the old movie, the old twenty minute movie. He was an outcast. Nobody liked him. He wasn't and the allowed. Who's knew about him. Yeah, the Who's knew about him. He yeah, was this a, this new one is not good. <laughs> it's it's pretty bad. It's hmm. too bad. Well, but, whatever. Well, this one, I mean, from the word go, when. <laughs> When she sees him in the back room in the post office, and he's screaming in her face, <laughs> and then uh, until the point when he's—I love that part. Where he's like, "What are you doing, a wild animal?" <laughs> <laughs> when the dog bites his butt, and he's like, it's not a chew toy. You don't know where that's been. Get it out of your mouth and stuff like that. It's so, just here's boring. a question about the original, then, because like in the cartoon and in the movie with Jim Carrey, the dog had a really good personality. Like, like there was a lot of personality. To the Dog. Did the dog at least have a decent personality in the new one? More than the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, Max. No, seriously. But the one like I mean, Jim Carrey. He's like one. One man's up. toxic sludge is another man's potpourri. When he's dressed <laughs> up to go, I don't know some kind of soup, <laughs> dude. When he when he skis down the mountain at the end, like when he's coming down the mountain with all the all the toys, and he's skiing behind it, and like I laugh, I laugh like a giddy little schoolgirl every single time. Dude, it is so I'm gonna die. dude, this, I'm that's gonna the line. I'm gonna throw up, and then I'm gonna that's die. That's the line I wait for the entire movie. It's like I can't wait till he says that. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna throw up, and then. I'm gonna die. So good. <clears throat> but what it does do is it keeps the uh, the feeling and it keeps the spirit of the book mm-hmm. and of the old of the old uh, animated version. When his and they they inject comedy into it when his heart grows three sizes yeah. and it throws him against the wall and he's, <laughs> yeah. a, he's grabbing his heart chest and he looks I'm at his hand feeling. and he can feel the blood. But, oh gosh! And like 
it, it's such a it's funny but like when the girls st- when the toys start going down he's gotta u- use his strength to rip his blouse mm-hmm. and pull the thing up <laughs> like it's such a great but that was moment one- and it 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 does. It keeps the spirit of the old. Well, and that's that's the one thing I liked about the Jim Carrey movie. That's not in the uh, not in the the book or the is that Cindy Lou who was on the sled, and so his reason he was just going to die with the with the sled, and then of all the gifts and stuff, and then when he saw her up there was when he got the determination to lift, and it just yeah. added that extra little bit of heart to it. Like mm-hmm. his heart already grew, you know way too big whatever but that that scene added a little extra heart you know so one thing i learn about this movie every year i feel like is that ron howard directed it yeah like, <laughs> like, like every single year it's scenes. like oh yeah it's ron howard that's one of the greatest scenes the ron howard scene <laughs> wait wait wait, wait. Ron howard in it no it's when he pretends to be ron howard oh. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. picture this the, the he has, he has the baseball cap on. He says, uh, "Now you've been rejected your entire life, and you hate Christmas. What are you going to do?" Dog knocks the thing up and he goes, "Brilliant! <laughs> you reject the commercialism of the modern day of Christmas." So, so <laughs> what, what reminds me, it's a Ron Howard movie every single time. Is his brother? It, is his brother? <laughs> yeah. When he, he shaves the middle, yeah. <laughs> do something. <laughs> Dude. And you forget oh. that Jeffrey Tambor Dude, is in this Jeffrey movie. Yeah. And he does such a good job as the mayor. He, he, so is, good. he is amazing. Jeffrey Tambor is so good. Mo- uh, Molly Shannon, who I'm not the biggest fan yeah, of. Yeah, me neither. But she's great in the movie. Yeah. yeah, she is. She's great in the movie. So it, it's just... I feel like... I, I, and I bring up uh, Ron Howard because everyone always refers to it as a Jim Carrey one, but Ron Howard made it what it is. Oh, really. absolutely. Definitely that. Yeah. Okay. So... Move on to Home Alone. That's what I was about to say. Home Alone. Home Alone one and two. Yeah, <laughs> two's booty flakes. Okay, sure, one, but though. it's still part of it. Like it's still, I, I, I still like it. But sure. So, so I got a, Home Alone the first. I got a story to tell about Home Alone because okay. typically my uh, typically my oldest daughter Rory, uh, she loves watching the old movies that I used to watch when I was a kid. I got her into Star Wars. I got her into Back to the Future, and so I was like, I have another movie. It's a Christmas movie that I want you to watch. It's it's so funny. It's so good. It's about a boy who is he has there's some burglars that come into his house, but he sets up booby traps, and she's like, no, I don't want to watch that. That's stupid. So I'm like, fine, you can leave, and I will watch it. And so I put it on. About like 30 minutes into it, I turn behind me, and Rory's sitting on the stairs <laughs> behind me watching it, and I'm like, you want to come sit next to me and watch it? And she's like, yeah. And so we we talked about. We're like, all right, it's Christmas time this year. We're like, what? It's Christmas time. What? Uh, what movie do you want to watch first? And she's like, Home Alone. And she puts her hands on her face, like Kevin McAllister. And it's just, uh, it's just a, a funny little innocent story. But oh, so so good. Dude, Such a fun. Home movie. Alone is my favorite Christmas movie. If you were to ask my parents what my favorite movie was growing up, it was Home Alone. Oh. I'd watch that year round. People would say you can't watch that till Christmas. And they're like, I don't care. He's like, it's a Christmas movie. Like, no, it's not. It's a it's just my favorite movie. There were there were only a few movies that I remember watching in a theater as like a as a little small child, yeah. and I remember watching Home Alone in the theater as a child, and the theater was like insane, like everybody's laughing their heads off. Yeah, I, I that's just a memory that I have. Such some, a good. Some movie. of the greatest, <laughs> some of the greatest jokes in the movie are the subtle jokes that 
like the the statue getting knocked over every time someone drives up to the point where it doesn't even show the statue getting knocked over but when the no it's when the they wake up late and all the all the trucks are, the oh, vans yeah. are there and it shows <laughs> yeah. the outside and the guys just picking the statue up and stuff. it's stuff like that that you don't notice the first or even the second or third time yeah. you watch it when you're watching you're like he's picking up the statue <laughs> over again. just some of the things that, that Harry and Marv say when they're chasing them and they're like where'd he go I think he committed suicide that is my favorite line <laughs> in the entire movie he jumps out of a tree he jumps out of uh, he jumps out of a two story window Hey, your horse's ass! I'm over here. (laughs) Where'd he go? Maybe committed suicide. (laughs) Jumping out of the second story window. And then the spider on the nose, and he screams. Oh, so dude. dude, Honestly, just Joe Pesci in the movie is a joke itself. He's like Marty. Don't move. <laughs> Marty! What are, you, what are you doing, Marv? What are you doing, Marv? Oh, man. <laughs> Smacks him in the chest. Oh. Uh, Marv, what are you doing? <laughs> I listen to the soundtrack for this movie uh, every year for Christmas, and my kids know it. Like, I play in their home alone. So they, but the, if you play that part, because my favorite song, my favorite Christmas song is Carol of the Bells, yeah. specifically in Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then it transitions to when Kevin's setting up the traps. But if you listen, you can hear the part with the spider. It's like the builds and builds and builds and da 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 da. And he puts the spider on his face. And then in my head, I just hear that. <laughs> but it's, it's not in the soundtrack, obviously. But Every- yeah, I have this movie memorized frontwards and backwards. I never realized how funny Buzz was until I got a little bit older, too. When he's like, I wouldn't sleep in my room if you were growing on my ass. Like, That's a hilarious line. Or when they convince him that the neighbor is a serial killer. <laughs> he's like, oh. And, oh, man. Where are you, kid? I'm going to boil your cojones in motor oil. I love it, too, where he's like, he's like, because Buzz is hilarious. But he's like, is it true that French chicks don't shave their pits? He's like, I don't know. He's like, they got lots of nude beaches. He's like, not in the winter. He's, Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but he's like a 15, 16 year old kid. You yeah, know, like, well, that's the questions you ask when yeah, you're that age. I guess that's true. Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> that movie. I think it just has so much heart and like. I feel so stupid right now. But what's the director's name? Chris, Chris Columbus. Columbus. But really? Who's, but who's the who's the guy that like he made Breakfast Club and it was oh made, John Hughes. John Hughes. John Hughes understands children so much, or he understood children so much, enough to make a movie about a six-year-old who's got to stay at home alone, or enough to make a, about John Candy and Steve Martin traveling home for Thanksgiving. Like, he understands the mind of the person that he's portraying in those films, and those movies just had so much heart. Well, something that reminded me in, in Home Alone that, that's great, and it maybe doesn't do it a lot, but that when we were talking on the Halloween episode that E.T. did was that when it showed adults, it showed it from the child's perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you didn't... I think that the perfect uh, portrayal of that is in the... Um, when he's shopping. In the store, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in Home Alone, it does that occasionally. Not all the time, but it does it occasionally when he is, you know, when he's first count like there's a shopping scene but then when he escapes from the house goes to his neighbors and goes up the closet up this up the uh the the stairs and then opens the door in the kitchen and they're waiting for him and then you see them looking down at him hiya and pal <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh yeah it's just it just some really good uh usage of those things in the movies that really well, well, and feel. especially this one is just anyone that's older than him is yeah. like is like against him yeah mm-hmm. like like, yeah. like the shopping scene where it's like the bagger who's like a, a teenager is like 
mean to him and and his, maybe he wasn't mean to him that's just his perspective like like everyone's on to me type thing well and his siblings and his cousins and his aunts and uncles look what you did you little jerk yeah. like all of it, it, it like it's speaking of one even this then movie even then fuller the quotable i don't want to sleep with fuller he wets the bed the eyebrows um it's also got some really great um, moments from the adults, like John Candy when she's riding with John Candy in the oh, polka yeah. band. Yeah, and they're and they're riding, and he's oh, I was like, oh, and I he's, love John here. Candy. He's, he's like in Chicago in Sheboygan. <laughs> in Sheboygan, <laughs> <laughs> we're a little well known. <laughs> but when they're riding down, and she's and he's going through, and he's explaining like all the awful things that they've done to their kids everybody in the band and it's this like it's this great moment of like all these horrible things that they've done um and how it's this juxtaposition of how she is like flown she she sold her earrings or her whatever rings to to get a flight from france to come back and then she gets back into the states and then has to uh hitch a ride with the weird polka band and like what a good mom she is even though she was mean to her son at the beginning and from his perspective the whole time he's just like crapped on his whole life Yeah. yeah yeah and then well and then the moment at the end when he finally sees his mom and how like she's so like oh can you forgive me and then he immediately runs into like it's some great moments in the yeah movie too. well and, and talking about the parents a bit like like uh the mom she does such a good job of just being that that great mother figure that was genuinely concerned about her son and then she comes she comes home and you have that reunited reunit uh gosh reunion uh moment and then uh but like props to uh to Catherine o'hara which is is funny because She's in a show now called Shit's Creek, and we don't she's have to awful. censor she's that. A terrible person. But she's a terrible. But she plays it so well. But uh, but it's so funny when I watch uh, Shit's Creek. I'm going to say that as much as I can because I don't have to censor Shit's that. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. S G H. Yes. Anyway, is that you're Shit watching boy. her and she's being a terrible person and she's being the stuck up rich snob or poor used to be rich snob, and then you look at her and you're like, that's Kevin McAllister's mom. Well, it's the same thing in Orange County. <laughs> Orange County. Yeah, she's the mom in Orange. County. That's right. She is. Yeah. She's a mom in Beetlejuice. <laughs> she is. Yeah. That's right. Um, but she does a she does an excellent job in Home Alone, and and uh, you know, and then the dad is the the guy in Sharknado. Sharknado. <laughs> it's like Jimmy Buffett in Sharknado. <laughs> anyway, um, so you don't like Home Alone too? No, Home Alone Two is garbage. I love Home Alone. Dude, home, I almost liked, I liked it too. when I was a kid. I think I liked Home Alone Two. Well, more I than liked home it alone better one. when I was a kid too. But then I, I mean, grew I'm sure up. If, if I watch it now, I'll be like, "This is garbage." But I mean, if you watch, uh, I, I, I have a strong. I, I remember it being magical. I have a strong affection for Home Alone Two. Not as much as the first one. Yeah, Donald but, Trump is in Home Alone Two. Yeah, and he, he showed is. Kevin where the lobby is. And he showed Kevin where the lobby is. What a nice guy. Tim Curry's very, great in Very it. presidential of him. Yeah, like that's that's some of the stuff I like is when he's like, get on your knees and tell me you love me. <laughs> I, I love, love you. You've <laughs> <laughs> like, been smooching everyone. You've been smooching little Mo with leg, cheeks, bony bob, Cliff. <laughs> like, that's why. That's okay. okay. How many of you guys, when you watched Home Alone 2, desperately wanted that little recording oh, machine? I, I got one eventually. Oh my gosh. It lost its charm like almost yeah, immediately. But... <laughs> Because you had no one to... to uh, I have an older sister to 
Hi, kids. I'm home early. Okay. So talking about Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2, there's a meme that's popped up on on the social medias uh, a little bit that is basically, I want to know what Kevin McAllister's dad does to afford a house like that, a trip to Paris for all of those people. And technically his brother in Paris paid for the trip. Whatever. I don't know. It's just, but a trip to New York. Yeah. A house like that in Chicago. Well, they didn't go to New York at first. They went to, they went another trip. Um, Florida, Florida, something like that. Yeah. And and then then they, and then they all went back to New York York. and stayed in that fancy hotel. And ding, ding dong. Um, yeah, no, it's just not as good a movie. That that's all it is. It's just not as good a movie. The the first one, it, the second one lost all of its uh, all of its char. Not its char. It, it lost its heart. Is what the second one lost. Where the first the first one had the heart. Uh, that's how I feel about the second. one. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like the the first one, he becomes friends with the the old man that they think is a serial killer, and then in this one, he becomes the bird lady, the bird lady, but also the well, toy okay. store, the so toy store. Also, when you look at the the <laughs> the traps he lays for the guys, literally every <laughs> single trap <laughs> in the second movie would have killed them. Yeah, that they did go over. The <laughs> literally top of the traps, every but, one of the yeah. like he, he electrocutes the dude. He drops him like three stories. Drops paint cans on their heads. <laughs> he. I love that. Like the way that Daniel Stern sounds like he's like, I've reached the top, and he takes one step and falls. On his <laughs> <head>. <laughs> like it's all the. Uh, that's, he, he throws the bricks from the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hits him in the face like Eat seven brick, times. Eat brick, kid. Like like the mark on his the face. Mark on his How head. many fingers am I holding a mark? And he has three fingers. <laughs> Eight. 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 <laughs> I love the second one. The second one's great. But it's not as good as the first. Yeah. Right. But I mean, th- those are my favorite Christmas movies. I could talk yeah. for about. I could talk. We we could have an episode or on just Home Alone and the Home Alone series. The Home Alone. Well, just the just first the two. two. <laughs> not not any of the ones after. Um, okay, we're about due for a remake too. Yuck! That would be terrible. Mm. We'll Although Christopher Columbus could come back and remake it and make it be whatever. Um, Chris Columbus actually has made the new Christmas movie that's on Netflix. Which one? The the one with uh, Kurt Russell. As oh, did he make that? Yeah, I haven't really? seen that yet. Yeah, it's a Chris Columbus one. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I plan on it. What's it? What's it called? Christmas Chronicles. With uh, Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Wait, I anyway. haven't seen it, but he looks like he plays a good Santa. Honestly, the, the more I the more I saw of that movie, the less I wanted to see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, it's, good. it's like not for you though. Like, that's true. Okay, shall we move on to Elf? Elf, yes, please. Elf. <laughs> Again, this is a common theme for all of these Christmas comedies. It's a one-line machine. It goes on and on and on. Just, I developed a little bit of a crush when I first saw it on Zoe, Zoe, Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> totally him. That, but uh, that, uh, that, <laughs> it's cold outside. Scene. So <laughs> they're singing in the shower. <laughs> And she tells him to cover his eyes and then leave, Please. and he runs and runs into the locker. And <laughs> I, I always like, say that like, just kills me. I like her better as a blonde than a, than a black person. <laughs> like, why? I'm like, have you not seen Elf? Have you not seen Elf? It's great. Um, that one. Oh, I, the, the South Pole Elf joke. and like, The South Pole Elf. 
The Bye, Mr. Narwhal. <laughs> peep show does not mean they get they let you look at presents before Christmas. <laughs> and uh, the, the I love that. Run idea. into the coffee shop. Congratulations! <laughs> you what did it. it. What's Santa? Isn't that uh, Asner? Ed Asner. Yeah, yep. like he plays uh, Carl Fredrickson and Up. Mm-hmm. He's a, such, such a, a crotchety old yeah, man. He's so good at it. <laughs> uh, but Will Ferrell's ability to portray a child, like in an adult's body, I know, and it's oh. a departure so much from his typical like this Anchorman is, type character. This was his first movie after he left SNL. Is it? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah two thousand three. That's old. But seeing him as like like Will Ferrell as just this giant elf in a small like small toy shop, and he's just like trying to work. Oh he's not my good. gosh, dude! I love that the, where, where they ask how many extra sketches he makes, and he's like puts his head down. 80. <laughs> you like expect it to be like, oh, good job. And everyone's just like, oh, 80. Like and it's, he looks at, he looks at the numbers that everyone else has done. And he's like, hmm, that only puts you 920 behind. <laughs> uh, you bring us down a whole octave. <laughs> bring us down a whole octave. Um, Jimmy Con, you get to see Jimmy Con be like, mean uh, nasty Jimmy Con, and then he turns into the happy dad at the end dressed up as Santa Claus singing a Christmas hymn in the park like as far as like heart goes and I think that's the that's the the running theme through all these all of these is that the heart and the, the like the meaning of Christmas is met is is met in all of these movies. You know, else is a common theme is really good directors. Yeah, I was just John, to, John Favreau. I was just about to mention John Favreau. Like he's done some excellent work. Like I mean, and directors that don't necessarily always do this type of movie. Yeah, like, like this mm-hmm. is kind of a departure from their typical. Well, movie. you wouldn't yeah, think that the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's he, great as the doctor. He's really good. You wouldn't he gets think so annoyed with him. Don't that. Put that down. Sit still. <laughs> you wouldn't he got think, mad at me. Yes, he did. <laughs> you wouldn't think that the guy that directed Iron Man one and two and Jungle Book had also directed Elf. Like it's yeah. just it's just interesting. But he's, he's not like he doesn't have a, a genre. Yeah, yeah, but he's a great director. He's super competent. Yeah. Also, uh, fun fact: I know we're going to talk about this movie soon, but Ralphie from Christmas Story. He's the elf with the clipboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, that's a cool little Easter egg. The one with the blue or eyes. Christmas egg. Yeah, <laughs> um, but the Will Ferrell had a, had great. It did a great job in acting. I felt like Jimmy Conn did a great job of acting. I don't feel like anyone kind of phoned it in. Zoe Deschanel did. She kind of sold out for her role. Um, the mom. Uh, who also worked with Will Ferrell in Step Brothers. Step Brothers. She plays <laughs> a really know. good mom. Yeah. She did a really good job as well. They all, everyone everyone kind of did a, a, um, Jack Black's brother. Um, oh, Kyle Gass. Kyle Gass. <laughs> Dude, I, when he's pitching the children's book, he's like, a, a whole family of turnips. They're subconscious. What were their pea smells? Asparagus. 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 A tribe of asparagus children. <laughs> Hand motions and the way he sells it. (laughs) The way they're peaceful. (laughs) That was great radio. Um, But no, yeah. I mean, Andy Richter, uh, the um, 
the lady who played the the uh, receptionist. Pam. She, Pam. Oh yeah. Oh. Pam, was her name Pam, Pam? You're so pretty. You, your face could be on a Christmas card. Like, and she she did such a good job there. What was she on? I don't know. I don't like. Oh man. I love uh, Francisco. Francisco. <laughs> Amy Sedaris. Um, and it's Deb. Deb. Um, Sorry, we're and, uh, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's also uh, what's his name did a good job. Um, you know the the imp. Oh, uh, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. And that was Peter before Dinklage. people knew who did Peter Dinklage was. But I saw when I put on Game of Thrones, and I was like, "It's a South. It's Bull a South. Say <laughs> <laughs> elf one more time. <laughs> I have." I have houses in what, what were the cities he said? Uh, Venice, LA, and Vale, each with a 70 inch plasma screen. <laughs> Say elf one more time. And he's like choking him. The music stops. He's, You're an elf. You're an elf. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, just say it. Say it. Just like the visual of him running across the, the desk. He's an angry oh. elf. <laughs> Arm for a hug. Hug. Oh, when he tries to hug the raccoon. <laughs> One of the lines I always quote is, uh, good news, saw a dog today. Saw a dog today. It's like one of those throwaway lines. You probably have. <laughs> I, like, I like when uh, he's talking to the snowman, and he comes back and says, uh, he's talking to Santa, and he says, oh, uh, I can't remember the snowman's Leon. name. Leon. Leon told me all this, and he goes, Leon's not been anywhere. He doesn't even have any feet. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, one one of my favorite performances in that movie though is uh, the Papa gim- Elf? The, no the Gimbal's manager, that big black guy. <laughs> I love his act, like the way he like that is his amazing. power walk. Yeah, and yeah. And his socks are showing. There's like six <laughs> yeah. inches of his white socks. Is when he gives him the walkie talkie, he's like code word. Santa's a brand new band. <laughs> and then he like just just it's awesome. Well, then we're like sitting in the North Pole. Yes, there is. <laughs> No, there is. <laughs> he plays it. It's like the perfect like straight man. He plays it so straight. Like you, awesome. you said this before, but Papa Elf is great in that movie. Oh yeah, Bob, Bob Hope. Bob He's Hope. so good, dude. He's just, when he like uh, goes to give him a hug, and Buddy sits on his lap. Buddy, Buddy. buddy. <laughs> Yeah, Elf is good. I'm yeah, it's, right it's now. Uh, again another instant classic. But he's just like, such a like the way that Will Ferrell plays this childlike, innocent character who just just wants what's best for everybody. Have like, you seen the toilets here? They're ginormous. <laughs> the guy, he's just like so positive and kind. It's like it's kind of refreshing, especially for him. Yeah. Towards the end, though, like the comedy falls apart. Still good, has fun, good message and stuff. But the comedy definitely falls apart towards the end. Oh, uh, the the whole range, the Central Park Rangers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put them on the naughty list, and they never forgave me. <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but but the like you said, it's the it's the spirit of it mm-hmm. and the heart of it that that the end has, and that's that's what makes it such a great. And memorable movie is not that it's just a bunch of jokes. It's that it's a bunch of jokes with a heart. Yep. So for real. Um, let's see. We've got Christmas Story. 
Christmas story is another another great one where Ralphie gets soap poisoning. <laughs> his parents are way He goes blind. <laughs> he goes blind from My, soap every, every kid, every any kid that's ever lived has had that fantasy where it's like, "You'll, I'll show you." <laughs> you were so mean soap to me that I died, poison. and you're going to be so sorry. My <laughs> my favorite scene in that is it has to do with the soap, but when he she's like, "Where did you hear that word?" and he's like, "I couldn't say it was my old man," so he says, to "The boy." <laughs> She calls the mom. What? She, she, she Dad, Dad, no, mom, no. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, thank goodness!" That is my absolute favorite. His even more than crappy out of him. He's like, "Oh, good." Even more than Fragili and oh, oh, even more than any, that it's was my funny. favorite line. <laughs> when the when the leg breaks and the dad's like, "You used up all the glue on purpose." <laughs> he's like, and then that night I could hear taps being slowly played behind the garage. <laughs> uh, the, the bumpus dogs that come and bumpus. eat the turkeys and. Well, uh, the the kid that gets his tongue stuck on the pole. Oh, dude, so. seriously, like we're we're barely scratching the stars. I know, I know. This we could talk about this. Oh. This movie is a classic. It is. I mean, I obviously we didn't grow up in the time period it was supposed to show, but we all kind of relate to it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Like, well, and it just goes to show, like it the the writing of it 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 it, it, it taps into. Um, principles of children that are eternal, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever the word is I'm looking for, rather than rather than something uh, topical, topical mm-hmm. that's happening at the time. the The whole idea of like he slight breach of protocol. He went straight from tr- tr- double dog dare to triple dog dare. <laughs> he bypassed the triple dare. Uh, went right for the throat. Stuff like that. That was in the the bully, like like just his perspective of what who the bully was, and, and yellow like, eyes, and like how he was just like an all powerful, and then he just decided he, he just broke and went went for it. But it's also like everyone's had a moment where they snap and they're not afraid of they're not afraid of the bully anymore. Not everybody has beaten up the bully, yeah. but they have the moment where they snap and they realize like there's nothing to be afraid of anymore. Um, and they're not afraid of the bully. And so it's those moments that are really great. Um, what is it? Scud Farkas. Scud, Scud Farkas <laughs> and his <Yellow> toady. <laughs> you were a bully or a toady or one of the faceless minions that got beat up. Or uh, you can do what his little brother does and play dead. <laughs> it was his only defense. <laughs> I can't put my arms down. Um, but I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were saying that that movie, they loved that movie and it was so great. And then once they became a father... They watched the part where the dad pulls out the the BB gun and it almost made him cry because they're like, yeah, it was, oh. and it is just got his Dude. joy at seeing his son. The, the, oh my goodness, the dad's jo- the joy yeah. on the dad's face. Yeah, watching his son. Pull yeah, out that the was BB me. Gun. I remember that just like hitting me. Like, oh my, goodness. I love. I can relate to that. Their dad because he's he's kind of afraid of him. But his, his dad doesn't necessarily do tough love, but he's just a tough guy. Yeah. Who just is so affectionate for Which, his kid. Well, and he, he has a, 
He's like a blue collar guy, so he has a stressful life, but he tries yeah. to be good to See, his kids, but he gets annoyed at him and, yeah. and all this stuff, like every dad. Yeah, I can relate to the the depiction of a Christmas story's dad because when I was a little, when I was little, I th- I thought my dad was, I thought he was like just this gruff guy that was just you know. Mm-hmm. But then as I got older, I realized he's just he's a just marshmallow. yeah he's he's just this great guy and like and that that was the thing is that like a Christmas story can really take that and uh and that kid aspect of it when you watch it with adult eyes you see that you know you see the good D- just the it. pure happiness on the dad's face when mm-hmm. he gives him the gun it's like oh my goodness yeah. that is what christmas is about and it's so funny that the, he's like no, 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 no. unscrew the yeah no yeah no don't go everywhere <laughs> he wants to do it but he's like you can see him like pulling his hands back like i'm not gonna load it for him i'm gonna let him, gotta do, let it. him do it himself mm-hmm. yeah it's really, and you just said it right there. It's the meaning. It's mm-hmm. the purpose of Christmas. Is is that moment? Yeah, because because until like I think it was like last year, maybe two years ago, when when that like dawned on me, I'd always seen it from the kids' perspective, from yeah. Ralphie's yeah. perspective. It was like, oh, he got it. Good. He I'm got so glad his... he got it. But it's like, no, he like the dad was able to give that to him, like make a special Christmas moment. for his boy. Yeah, yeah. It, to the to the mom's like chagrin. chagrin. Yeah. <laughs> She obviously objected to it. Anyway, uh, yeah, such a good film. Like, obviously, all these films, classics for reading. Makes you feel. I love the the bumpus dog ruins Christmas dinner. So they have to go to an Asian restaurant. He pulls me out the goose and doesn't chop the goose. What's wrong with it? He goes, it's smiling at me. How overreactive his mom is to everything. Yeah. The, the, the way the way she reacted to his brother like eating like a pig and stuff, it's like <laughs> like you watch that from the outside and it's like the kid's being a mess, he's making a mess, but, but the mom eating. but the mom loves it. Yeah, and, he, and he's eating. And he's eating, exactly. That's <laughs> like freaking eat your damn food. Dude, if, if Leroy if Leroy, my three year old, would eat like a pig, mashed potatoes, yeah. oh my goodness, I'd be so happy he's Just eating eat mashed potatoes. <laughs> The best part about that scene is the dad ignoring him and then looking over and giving that disgust. <laughs> just, oh, gross. And then he, he just goes back. back. To <laughs> and then the furnace goes out. And then the furnace, it's a clinker. You can tell he enjoyed it. Um, no, yeah, it was great. So, I mean, awesome. Classic. And I saved my favorite. For wait, last. wait, can I guess it? Of course. Is there's it? only one left. Jingle all the way. Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. Yes. But by but far. Jingle all the way. Yeah, jingle all the I way. I mean, uh, jingle all the way. I mean, come on. I mean, there's bad I mean, It's got Sinbad. So. It's got Sinbad. <laughs> it's a sick world. It's a sick world. Sick people living in. Um, no. National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Chevy Chase uh, being sparky. Oh. And Randy Quaid, man. <laughs> Shredder's oh full. <laughs> the whole family that just comes over. Like, no, seriously. When he puts on, the, when he starts putting up the Christmas lights and he's just like, he's out there doing it. Like, and then he has that moment where he turns on the lights. I ha- That was me like last night. I was, I was up on a ladder, pitch black outside, putting Christmas lights on. I was like, I feel like Chevy Chase in Christmas Vacation. I love that moment too where he like goes around and tells everyone how grateful they are for them. And then he goes up to cousin Eddie. He's like, Eddie, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing here? <laughs> Dude, I, I love uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus's character. Like that whole uh, storyline is so funny. <laughs> Why is the floor wet, Todd? <laughs> 
I don't no, no. know, Margo. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw a, so good. I saw a his and hers Christmas sweaters. That said, Why is the floor wet, Todd? And I don't know, Margo. That is so good. I was like, oh, if it ever happens that I get married, those will be the first. Just his the and most her unhappy sweaters. people are the the next. Oh man! And he's, 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 he comes home with that giant Christmas tree, and his neighbors like. Where are you going to put that Christmas tree, Griswold? And he goes, bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> uh, his dad, his, like, his two, his dad and his father-in-law and how they can't get along. Mm-hmm. But the, the, after the meal, they're all, they're both sleeping and snoring on the, on the, in the front rooms. Yep. And um, that's another movie that captures, it exaggerates, but it captures all the, uh, the moments that you get in holidays with yeah, your family, with with, with extended family, because mm-hmm. they don't like, it, it, like again, it's it's one of those where they like bring in ugly people <laughs> to, to play yeah. the roles. Yeah, right. They bring in real people, and yeah. it's. Uh, it, I thought it was. I think it's brilliant the way they do that, mm-hmm. and the the jokes that they make, and the uh, <laughs> when uh, cousin Eddie is <laughs> asking him for help. To, to give the kids a Christmas because they don't have any money, but he's buying, he buys, he's got a cart full of dog food. <laughs> like, it's like overheaping full of dog, pounds of dog 150 food. pounds of dog food. And it, it, the white trash people that you know like that. The, mm-hmm. When he sprays the sticky spray on the bottom of the, of the, uh, Disc and then goes <laughs> sledding and it's just like a lightning bolt. <laughs> and uh, this movie is much more about the jokes, mm-hmm. I think, than it is about the heart. Absolutely. Even though they do get into it a little bit into the heart and the meaning of Christmas, but like Chris Farley's brother doing the. Uh, um, Giving him the bonus at the end. Bill, Bill Murray's brother. Or Bill Murray's brother. Sorry, not yeah. Chris Farley. Uh, Bill Murray's brother doing the, being the boss and being an old grumpy he man. He plays a good boss. Like, basically the same character in uh, Wayne's World. Wayne's World, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's such a, but the, the I mean, that, the some of the best one-liners in all of Christmas movies, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The the when he says uh I think my favorite line in the entire movie is when he when he says that we're gonna be the hap, hap, happiest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house <laughs> and when Santa Claus squeezes his or what is he? The when Santa Claus squeezes his fat ass down that chimney where he's gonna find the hap, hap, happiest bunch of assholes since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny <laughs> K. <laughs> Dude, my favorite line from that movie is when they ask Grandma to give Grace. And she's like, Grace? Grace died 30 years ago. You know Grandma the Prayer. And he's like, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Because of Eddie stands up. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Just like that like senile grandma. I was like, that in every family or somebody like that. Yep. When, his wife, when uh, Eddie's wife brings out the turkey, like... Oh, if this tastes half as good as it looks, we're in for a real treat. <laughs> they cut it open, it's just a shell. <laughs> all dry inside. They're like dipping it in the water. 
<laughs> trying to chew at their front teeth and oh man <laughs> uh, good movie um, I actually watched that for the first time last year with Jake for the first time very first time really I remember yeah, that he oh. came over I rented it I couldn't find it anywhere so I just paid for it and rented it it was hilarious um, and it wasn't that I even was like actively avoiding it it just wasn't like that movie wasn't watched yeah. in our house growing up so mm-hmm. Um, so I finally watched it. I thought it was great. But it is a little more crass than the other ones we've but talked I, about. I felt for Chevy Chase in that movie. It's like the way I do now where it's like we all work these full-time jobs and we have kids. And Christmas was so special to us growing up that we're just hoping that we can but as give an, that feeling to our kids now. Yeah. And we probably are. But it's hard, it's hard to tell. As an adult, like it, it can be stressful. But that Christmas morning is is magical. But like, like it's with your kids, it's like almost it's almost December right now, and it's just gonna pass us by. And so Chevy Chase is like looking at pictures of his youth, and this like Christmas was so special to him. So like I I feel like it has heart, especially in that aspect where yeah, like I I just hope that my kids can have uh, as good or better Christmases as I did growing up. And so that. Mm. is yeah. what I would take away. Yeah. And we like bring us the, home, man. The yeah. moment the moment where he tells his family here. that he they bought they're gonna get a pool and how excited they all were. And that, that leads to the, the comedy of What did he know, get? Like a gift card for <laughs> ham or something? Jelly of the month. Yeah, club. jelly of the month. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, that's the gift that just keeps on giving. <laughs> jelly of the month. <laughs> jelly of the month. Gosh. But uh yeah, but that moment where he, he's trying he's he's working so hard for that the build up to that moment, uh-huh. right? Where he gets to give his kids and his family that special Christmas moment um and then it gets yanked out from under him because it's a comedy and you've got to torture, uh-huh. you got to torture your protagonist in comedy yep. um but no you're right uh, like <clears throat> i'm i'm not a dad so i would uh, <laughs> that, that kind of stuff flies right over my head i guess but uh yeah it's a great uh, it's a great moment it's a great movie um my I, th- I have to say my favorite Christmas comedy is still Christmas Story. Um, but all of the ones we've said, basically every movie we've said tonight in the last hour and a half uh, is worth watching. And I'm going to watch all of them between now and the end of the year. And I'm probably going to watch them all twice. You know what you should watch too? We, we don't have to touch on it very much, but Just Friends. That's a great Christmas movie. Just friends. Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what's her name? Anna Ferris. Anna Ferris is in it, but I don't remember Amy. Oh yeah, Amy, Amy Smart. Smart. That's a great Christmas. I've heard the, that, the only thing I've, I remember from that is when he takes a sip of water and goes, "I'm stuffed." <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen that all the way. Through. I've only seen parts of it, but I want to. I that yeah. is hilarious. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like and it's, him in a fat suit when he's younger. It's so good. Dude. <laughs> it's pretty good as far as like the Christmas rom coms go. It's pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah, that's one we didn't t- uh, mention earlier. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, we didn't mention. We left out so many Christmas movies. There are so many great ones out there, that- like Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't throw that. Well, we did talk about Die Hard and uh, Tim Allen's Santa Claus. Tim Allen's Santa Claus. Jack uh, Frost. Jack Frost. Um, anyway, wait, wait. yeah, it's some. There's some great ones out there to watch and to to give your attention to. So yeah, um, 
Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I think that's probably going to be the last one for the year. Uh, we're going to come back next year. I think the first one next year is going to be our best movie of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're going to have our Cold Bow Awards ceremony. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have very prestigious, uh, a lot of nominations. It's we're going to fight. We're all going to. People are pitching to us. You know, they're mm-hmm. kind of buttering us up to give them the best award. But yep. there's going to be one winner. Yeah. So we're all going to dress up in our, in our tuxedos. In our, well, I'll be in my Canadian tuxedo. We have a three-piece jean denim, <laughs> denim from head to toe. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you all for listening. We love you. We love having. We love doing this, and we're excited uh, for next year. So, yeah. Merry Christmas, and I can't wait to talk to you again. Merry Christmas. We'll see you see next you season. See ya, boy. I have a-